What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we are on episode 74 this week. Oh my goodness. That's exciting. It is exciting. 74. It's getting so close to 100. I know, it's, man. It's so close. I love that they've kept us around for this long, <laughs> being this crazy and everything. It's super duper crazy. Well, we got a lot of industry news on the agenda for today. We're talking about Ariel... Ariel has been cast, and there's been a lot of backlash for it. There has, it. and, yeah, and uh, crazy. I, I can't wait to get into that one because yeah. I got some thoughts on that yeah, one. Yeah, seriously, seriously. And, of course, we got some Netflix stuff. Stranger Things came out, and plus, they are, might be staying away from taking creative risks because they don't want to spend too much. Wait, wait. We're doing an episode. We're talking about Netflix and Disney. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> We've never done that before. All right. oh, okay. Uh, all, right. all right. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, your hosts for this week are myself, JLo, Fantastic, and the one and only Mal. What up? Oh man! And we have to let you know about this secret little place that's in Upland, California. That is Cheesecake Wasted. Oh my gosh. Make sure to follow them on Instagram and Twitter. They have the most delicious desserts you could ever even imagine. I would definitely recommend going and getting a slice. Reasonably priced and great staff. Y'all were just phenomenal. And we can't wait to bring our clients and our take our meetings there for a future absolutely. time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be great. It's going to be hard for them to say no after having cheesecake like that. Yeah, That's exactly. all I'm saying. I mean, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's get started off on a somber tone. Cameron Broyce, who was best known for his Disney Channel's roles in The Descendants and on Jesse, he has passed away at the age of 20, and he passed away in his sleep last night due to a seizure on from an ongoing metal can get condition that he had been training this is so crazy because we talk about the deaths of like 50 year olds and how crazy that is because they are also so young but 20 20 Mm. 20. and apparently uh the tmz is reporting that the police have confirmed i guess through the family although the family's been silent on it that he's been he's had a series of seizures over the years that this is something they haven't officially released like the medical condition but apparently seizures were played a part in it over the years so uh, i just 20 though yeah that's yeah i saw that the family is trying to stay out of the public eye right now they just want to be left alone and they deserve this time to mourn because it's just uh, it's so unexpected and i can't even imagine what they're going through no uh, you know and of course all of the disney family and and all of his co-stars have reached out and Mm -hmm. you know and and made condolences and yeah but it it is it's one of those unexpected at 20 even with you know having seizures in the past it's just you're never ready to accept it at 20 yeah it's it's just it's crazy and and here's the hard part you know disney's been promoting for the last month you know the new descendants movie Mm. they've got a new one coming out this month yeah um so that's gonna be a little hard hard to watch i guess for some fans now um yeah seriously but condolences go out to the family and to you know friends and and all of his co-stars and everything uh it's gonna be missed because he was a talented guy definitely definitely well let's bring it up a little bit but i mean i have a little some opinions on this i know you do too little mermaid has cast Holly Bailey, not Holly Berry, Holly Bailey as Ariel and the massive backlash of her being African-American and them not going with the original cartoon version. Okay, it's a cartoon, guys. 
chill the fuck out. Yeah, Seriously. yeah. Well, first of all, I thought it was humorous, all of the people that were making all of these racist backlash comments yeah. using Halle Berry. Yeah. Like, if you're going to make a exactly. statement about make how pissed sure off you are, right. at least make sure you've got the right person, dumb you asses. dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, and not only are you a racist, but you're a dumbass. Yeah. Um, yeah, my thought, my thought on this is, okay... First of all, congratulations to Halle Bailey because yeah, uh, she's a phenomenal singer. She's a great actress. So, so I mean, she's going to do wonderful in the yeah, role, no exactly. doubt about it. She's a really pretty young woman, and, and I mean, I don't, I don't see any of the thing. My my big thing with all the backlash is. This is a made-up character, guys. Exactly. It's a made-up character. It's a mermaid. It's not like this is this is an actual real person from history that's exactly. being portrayed as the wrong color. Exactly. There is no color for a made-up character. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they they didn't. I just I don't understand. I they didn't pick a black woman to play Martha Washington. Exactly. Okay, like, it's there. She's playing a fictional character. Exactly. What? Why is this a problem? Exactly. Why is this a problem? And if we want to go back to the original stories, Ariel and the Little Mermaid, she was like. She tried to get the prince or whatever, and then when the prince didn't want to be with her, she ended up wanting to kill him in the middle of the night. So, like, the real version of the Little Mermaid is dark as fuck, so why is this even... I don't even understand. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't have a clue. Listen, this whole, you know... It seems like nowadays, no matter what casting decision comes out, there's a problem. Agreed. You're not black enough. You're not white enough. Uh You're the wrong color. You're not Asian enough. You're this or that. Guys... When what happened to it just goes to the most talented person or the person exactly. that's the best for the role. Exactly. Anybody having problems with Zendaya as MJ? Because I think she's knocking it out of the park. Yeah, she's killing she's, it. She's killing it. I, uh, Candace Patton is another example. Iris on the Flash yep. on the CW. Yep. But Newsflash, Iris didn't start off white either. Exactly. Yeah, guys, they've done this in the past and it's worked out beautifully. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It, again, fictional characters i totally would get the argument if it was if you were selecting the wrong race Mm -hmm. of of an actual person in history right this is a fictional get over it i mean i just i don't understand I'm, i'm not really understanding where they are coming from they they just need to calm down seriously this young woman has paid her dues and she is finally getting the role of a lifetime she deserves it yeah absolutely look i love the diversity who's to say it needs to be this or this or this or this what just go with it if she if she clearly disney knows what they're doing if this is the best person for the role in disney's opinion then then go for it i mean and and how can you make uh, an an assumption on a on a character or an actor or actress when you haven't even seen the film yet. Exactly. I mean, look, if it comes out and it sucks, then give some backlash. Exactly. But first of all, I don't think that's going to happen because, like I said, she's an extremely talented young actress, mm-hmm. and Disney is Disney. They're not going to make something that sucks. Exactly. But I mean, just you can't, to criticize before it's even made yeah. is, is is ridiculous. Agreed. And the racism, man, for all of the of the movement that we have made forward in this I country, know. it is it is sick how much it still exists in this country. I know. 
it's still very much alive and it's disgusting to come across something like that especially over social media when people just hide behind their phones yeah racism and sexism because we've seen this on the flip side too when it's not about race it's about gender where they'll cast a female in a male role or vice versa and so what again so what exactly just (laughs) like that scarjo role that she was going to play a transgender and there was a huge backlash against that if she was the best person for the job then why not give her the job right right Uh, you know i mean i just yeah it's called creative you're you're creating something it's not you know i just i don't know any other way movies films television songs whatever you take creative liberty with things i mean that's the whole point again this isn't historical fact it's fiction guys exactly there's a reason why they call them storytellers they're making stories yeah not my ariel the whole the 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 hashtag that was just going rampant all over twitter is just insane to me not my ariel why not exactly why Why not not? she's gonna be wonderful and the amount of people that she's gonna inspire to want to become an actress i think that's a wonderful thing i mean you know if you can and i and i liken it to black panther and a different if you can inspire a generation of people to do something that they've dreamed to do but thought they couldn't yeah by something as simple as casting someone in a yeah. role, I think that's a wonderful thing, and I think that she's is going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Agreed, agreed. Well, I mean, sticking with Disney, Toy Story two, they made a little cut to the mm. end post credit scene where there it was like a movie reel blooper. I don't know if you guys remember, but there the bad guy I forget his name, but um, he was doing like a little casting couch with these two Barbies. And they, in the time of the Me Too movement, they completely just cut that out. Yeah, yeah probably the, a smart move. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I don't blame them. I really don't blame them when you have real-life people like Harvey Weinstein, like, doing that shit. I mean... And, just, and yeah, look, let, let's let's not pretend that it still doesn't happen, yeah. because we all know that it does. Exactly. We know the casting couch is, is something that still, unfortunately, is there, but kudos to Disney, because while it may have been a funny skit 30 years ago it's it's not funny now um and and let me clarify that i'm not saying that everybody would have thought it was funny 30 years ago it's just you know humor and 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 things change you know i mean for i'm sure anybody that's gone through the casting couch process or has been a victim of that type wouldn't have found it funny 30 years ago either exactly um it's just i don't know disney it's a smart move i mean this is a touchy subject and you got to be careful and you just got to change with the times if you see how things are moving you better roll on or get left behind yeah so i mean they're doing the right thing i mean like the different stuff they've done with like Roseanne and just a whole bunch of different stuff. They are keeping with the times and keeping relevant and making sure that everything is still socially equal and socially justified. So right, here we I are. mean, <laughs> and, and I mean, let's not forget the fact that this is a kids' movie. Exactly. I know that they interject it with a lot of adult humor, yeah. subtle adult humor, to keep the adults' interest right. also. 
but it is a kids movie and exactly. maybe the scene shouldn't have ever been in there anyway i exactly. mean so exactly you it's know. just one of those things man it's one of those things i mean do, do we have to address the fact that it was lassiter and lassiter has yeah, been uh, exactly. accused of the you know exactly. harassment under the me too movie so you know so that's probably where the joke came from in the first place. <laughs> i'm just saying i mean you got to put that out there exactly exactly well i mean sticking with disney slash fox long time 21st century fox marketing communications executive james finn is now leaving the company in wake of its sale to the walt disney company now i think this is because he was in charge of so much when it was just fox and now since all of the disney people are coming in and taking charge of so much more that he just decided to leave yeah i mean i i think a lot of these i mean it's it's making a lot of press yeah. every time somebody's uh, you know decides to leave and or is fired uh it's getting a lot of press yeah. but guys when you merge two giant corporations like this there are duplicate jobs exactly. and there's not going to be a place for everybody and i mean unfortunately that is just the way it is exactly. uh i mean you can't have two or three people doing the same job and when you merge these companies somebody's got to go yeah. and well, i mean it was his decision apparently because he was in charge of so much but his responsibilities were going to get cut back by it, a lot exa- so he exactly didn't like it exactly and and you know to be fair that's his decision yeah. right i mean and you can't fault disney for that no i mean disney's going to be loyal to their people that were there before you can't um, you can't expect them not to be Mm -hmm. um although that said i do feel like Iger is an extremely smart man he's got extremely smart people working for him and had this guy was clearly like you said it's it was his decision Mm -hmm. so Iger clearly felt like he belonged at disney that he that he trusted him you know enough to keep his position and keep his job and um you know, so, you know, I, I just feel like Iger is, is very capable of making – so when he fires somebody, you know, clearly he feels like the person that was in that position was the right person to be in that Agreed. position. And in this in this case, he, he maybe felt there was room for him, and then he decided, you know, ultimately he didn't want to stay. Yeah, so, I mean, people are so set in their ways and don't want to change how – I mean, he's been there for 20-plus years, yeah. so it makes sense. He yeah. was set in his ways. He was comfortable. He liked the way things are going. But then, I mean, we kind of experienced that with a little television merger. But, I mean, with the way things were going, he just didn't like the uncomfortability. So, it no, and I mean, come on. Let's be honest about it. We'll probably talk about on next week's show who picked him up. Exactly. I mean, we, we, we talked about it on last week's show about exactly. the cherry picking from, from place to place. Netflix at Disney and yep. Disney to Fox and, you know, all these different – he's going to land somewhere. Yeah, you he's, know This he guy's extremely experienced. Exactly. Like I said, Iger clearly wanted to keep him. Exactly. So, you know he's going to land on his feet and he's going to do well somewhere. Exactly. And, I mean, plus you got the new companies that are starting up like uh, – Silver Pictures guy there that's leaving at the end of his term. Exactly. He's starting up a whole new production exactly. company. So he's recruiting people as well. It's just super duper crazy, man. Uh, on to some more craziness. The Flash film has signed its umpteenth number of director. Um, this time it's going to be the IT director and IT Chapter 2 director, Andy Machete, who is signed who to direct the DC Extended Universe tentpole film, The Flash film. Now, this is, like, literally the sixth director that's been attached to this thing. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. I mean, they've been reworking the script so many times. I know Ezra Miller, who is the actual Flash that was in Justice League, he took a crack 
at writing the script, and Warner Brothers didn't like that as well. And it's I, it's crazy because I when I was reading this article, he literally drove away a handful of directors that wanted to take a crack at this thing. Right, right, and and okay, so and this is the the crazy part to me is that. The rumor mill is saying that the reason that he drove them all away is because the script that he was trying to develop was kind of dark yeah. and really like, it, it, you know, a, a, a deep tone in nature yeah. and and they just weren't okay with that. Exactly. And yet the director <laughs> they just hired, his it, latest movie it, is yeah. It. Have you seen the new It? It's not exactly, you know, a sunshiny comedy yeah, okay. fair, you know, love fest. Yeah. It was pretty dark and disturbing. Yeah. So... And, and, okay, and then this is why it's even more ironic is because – so they brought on a, a director that in all likelihood probably would have liked Ezra's script. Yeah. But they've ditched that script mm-hmm. in favor of one that more resembles the newest Bumblebee, yeah. kind of a, an action-adventure, more lighthearted type yeah. of a story. So yeah, there you and, go. And she also wrote – it's Christina Hudson or Hudson or however you – pronounce her last name but she also wrote the new birds of prey movie as well right so So, i mean it kind of makes sense they're trying to stick along they're kind of following patty jenkins and james wan's like version of the dc universe they're trying to go that route i mean i don't blame him especially since the other film films were not well received right now now here's where it all i'm having problems with this is what nobody in Warner Brothers Pictures, and nobody in DC Comics will or will not confirm the DCEU's continuation. Mm -hmm. Nobody will say, yes, it still exists. Yes, we're moving forward in that universe that we sort of created. Nobody will will confirm that that is the case. When asked if... The Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey movie takes place in that universe. Yeah. Couldn't get a solid answer. Right. Asked if the new Suicide Squad film, which since it is still Margot Robbie and it is that version of, of right. um, Harley Quinn, yeah. would that still be in that unit? Couldn't get a solid answer. Oh, no. Shazam, the, the Shazam director, did say that he thought it was part of that universe, yeah. which is why the cameo... And by the way, it was supposed to be Henry Cavill. They couldn't work around his shooting schedule right. on another project. That's why you only see from the the neck down yeah but it was he thought it was in that universe still so So that is the big problem i'm having does the dceu exist or does it not it seems like there's so much miscommunication nobody it seems like whoever is in charge of the dc universe over at warner brothers is not talking to anybody right right and then okay so affleck's out mm -hmm. but then the new batman film by matt reeves is not part of the dceu so then are you going to give us another batman in the dceu or are we just gonna like you know i i just you all very confused you've got to make a decision and you've got to like stick okay i get the elseworlds thing with joker Mm -hmm. and you know and all that that's great and if you want to go that route that's great to keep some things separate but you got to let people know, yeah, is this or is this not an extended universe? Exactly, especially when you're competing with other superheroes like Marvel, who is, this is what's <laughs> happening, this is what we're doing, this is what next, this is what's next, and they're just killing it. So, yeah. I mean, they're falling way behind. Like we said, we like that 
they are telling the individual stories first now, or at least trying to take a crack at it, but still, there seems to be so much miscommunication in the management department and how it's all being executed, so everybody's confused. Yeah, and, and here's my hope. The rumor is is that you know maybe they've approached J.J. Abrams to take over the DCEU. Yeah. Um, I hope that that's true, and then I hope that he reaches out to the one man in the Warner Brothers family who gets it, who right. successfully <laughs> built an extended universe yeah. and has done it for years now and, and is a fan favorite, and that's Greg Berlanti. Yep. If you want to know how to build your movie universe, look at the man who built your television exactly. universe, the Arrowverse. They're all spot on. Let, if you're not going to give it to somebody else like J.J. or whatever, give it to Berlanti. Agreed. I know you signed him to that huge television deal, but fuck it. Put him in charge of the films too. Exactly. This guy, if you want to compete with Marvel, you've got to get some somebody that understands how to do it exactly. and Berlanti understands how to do it. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. I mean, JJ and Berlanti heading that thing, that'd be insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I don't understand. That's probably their best bet. So they need to let the good people, they need to put good people in that position and just let them go. Cause it seems like Warner brothers, the head of Warner brothers, they just want to have so much control over it. And you see how Disney lets Kevin Feige and Marvel do everything kind of separate they let them have their own creative free range, but at the end of the day, Disney has the last say, but it seems like Warner Brothers is trying to be so involved that everything is just so chaotic. Yeah, you, you've got to let the people who know the characters best be in charge of the characters. Exactly. That's the one thing Feige makes perfectly clear. While he is a film producer yeah. and also a huge comic book fan, he turns to the people who created these characters exactly. and who deal with these characters every day mm -hmm. for the source material yep. and, and you know they, they, he is adamant about getting it right yep. and i feel like dc hasn't done that in a long time patty jenkins did mm -hmm. james wan did with aquaman you know you've got a couple out there that are trying to do but you got to get it right guys and and until you do until you turn it over to the people who actually know you're not you're going to keep having hits and misses that's all i can say agreed agreed oh man well let's jump into some streaming stuff that might be a miss it might be a hit i don't know it might be the next got game of thrones but it also might be like something that gets canceled the first season probably not because they spent so much money on it amazon's the lord of the Rings series they have finally attached a director only to the first two episodes yeah that's right the first two episodes of the series J.A. Boyoina? How do you say that? I'd say Boyoina. Boyoina. Um, <laughs> best known for his Jurassic World Kingdom Has Fallen and The Orphanage. Those are the two best known films that he has directed. And he has accepted to take a crack at the first two episodes of the series. And they even have writers from like the new Star Trek series, uh, Game of Thrones, Better Call Saul, and others. But my concern is... They just took a huge bath. We talked last week about this film that they purchased from Sundance. Mm -hmm. But I, what if they do it again, but at a larger scale with this series? Because I don't think they can really afford that right now. So I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. And look, I loved Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, me Thought too. it was great. But and I'm sure that they have plenty of really skilled writers. But in my opinion. 
Peter Jackson told the definitive Lord of the Rings and Hobbit yeah. story as close as you possibly can yeah. to the books because you're never going to be able to tell it exactly yeah, like the books. Exactly. You just can't. It would be impossible. Even with today's technology, yeah. it would be impossible. He did as close as you possibly can to the to the books and was as loyal as you possibly can be to the source material. I don't think it can be done any better. Yeah. And... I'm sorry if Peter Jackson's not involved, if he's not attached as an executive producer, right, as a creative then. consultant, yeah. as a showrunner, I just don't think it's going to work. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, I don't know. I mean, and and that's even more so. Is he going to do the first two episodes and then serve as a showrunner and let other people kind of direct? Or is yeah. he just walking away after the, two episodes? The same with that. It's very confusing. We don't know. And we were talking about this earlier off the podcast that we feel like they at least need someone in there to set the tone for the series. Right. Because if you have a whole bunch of different directors in there for the whole first season then it's gonna all the episodes are gonna be completely different i understand they're probably trying to make this the new game of thrones but like i said with it being the different directors every two episodes what kind of feeling what kind of like tone are we gonna get depicted from these shows and another thing is they're thinking it's going to be twice the size of the original film see which which is insane okay and then if it's if it's even just a bit off, we know what's going to happen. Look, we've seen it. When The Walking Dead veered away from the source material in yeah. the graphic novels, people went ape shit. When Game of Thrones, this final season, kind of went away from the source material and kind of changed things yep. up, people went ape shit. Yep. If this Lord of the Rings series does not hold true to the source material and or to Peter Jackson's movies, fans will not go for it. No. They will not like it. And then you're talking about that significant of a budget? Look, you had a show that fans loved that you canceled because it was too pricey, Mm -hmm. Last Tycoon. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to say that this series is going to be huge amounts over what the budgets for the Lord of the Rings films were, which, by the way, were huge budgets. Exactly. That's awful risky, in my opinion. That is a huge risk because you get one, two, three episodes in and the fans don't go for it. You're talking hundreds exactly. of millions of dollars a loss. Bezos so. is paying out of his own pocket type shit. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you know, and even Bezos. We talked about this last week. Bezos is a really rich man, and he's a really smart man. So I don't care how much money he has. Enough, you know, taking a bath, yeah. and you're going to stop giving money. Exactly. So, you know, I don't know what's going on at I, Amazon I Studios. Like but the de- it all depends. If this series tanks... I feel like that lady that's in charge of Amazon Studios is going to be out Selkie, of there. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Honestly. I would agree. I would agree. And look, I mean, this is one of those things. Are you going to find another Elijah Wood? Are you going to find right. another Aston? Are you exactly. going to, you know, you, you don't... You, these characters were epically done. Exactly. And Peter, I'm sorry, just... You're not going to beat Peter Jackson's versions. Agreed. So, and I'm just... I, we'll end it on this, but... If they try to, they're going to fail. I think the only hope they have is to try to make their own version and stay as far away from Peter Jackson's version because you're inevitably going to fail if you try to recreate Peter Jackson's version. But then, like we just said, if you're creating your own version and it's nowhere close to the source material, I think you're going to flop and you're going to flop quick. Agreed. Agreed. It's super crazy. Super crazy. 
Well, sticking with some streamers, Netflix has pledged to eliminate all smoking in TV programming that's TV 14 and below or PG 13 for their movies. Now, this pledge comes after the premiere of their hit series, Stranger Things, the streamer's obviously most popular show. And it's singled out in a report that it's one of the top three offenders on screen that portrays cigarette smoking. Uh, Orange is the New Black is another one. And oddly enough, Fuller House, which is really weird. Because I honestly personally never watch Fuller House. I, yeah, I don't remember Fuller House seeing anybody smoke. But yeah. then I, I don't I yeah. don't know. Look, yeah. I, I think this is ridiculous. Agreed. I think it is absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to name one show that was on for a shit ton of years, won a shit ton of Emmys, was extremely popular, and they smoked more than I could possibly even fathom throughout the series, Mad Men. And you know why they did? Because it was rampant at the time that Mad Men took place. Exactly. Now, I don't think Netflix is just throwing out shows with people smoking just to do it. In the 80s... It was still a big thing. Exactly. Smoking was still a big exactly. thing in the eighties. And, and in jail, smoking is still a big exactly. thing. Exactly. So. so I just guys, these are if you know we our buddy Riley Riley B Smith said it best. If if you are a parent and you don't want your kids to see this kind of stuff, then don't let them watch it. Exactly. But to tell a creator that they can't stay accurate to a time period or stay accurate to a, a particular space that you're telling a creative story in that I'm sorry that's wrong exactly. you, you, you shouldn't be able to deny yeah. somebody the right to do that just because exactly. people well, have a problem with it saw Netflix they put out a statement and they said Netflix strongly supports the artist artistic expression and we also recognize that smoking is harmful when it's portrayed positively on screen and can be advisedly influenced to younger people but except for reasons for historical and factual accuracy exactly okay well then stranger <laughs> things then what then you can't say moving forward you're gonna kill it from stranger things because that's accurate yeah. historically it, it, from the 80s yeah i think everybody just got i hope they don't take it away from stranger things because they didn't specifically say they were going to take it away from these programs but they it came out after these after stranger things was aired right so i honestly i hope that they don't stop because that's what was happening in that day and age so like i said it just needs to stay accurate to the times so and, and and again it's not like I, I in a single episode of stranger things can i remember anybody promoting the cigarettes exactly saying oh you need to go grab you a pack yeah. these are the greatest things that ever they weren't happened. positively promoting smoking no. or denying the fact that they were health exactly. issues i mean so i don't uh, yeah this is it just goes back to the same thing like with the casting of ariel it it just seems like lately no matter what is announced mm -hmm. or what is done somebody has got a problem exactly. with it and is going to start some shit exactly. with it. it it's well, like what's that what's that government agency that's uh, that so are as involved with tobacco, alcohol, and firearms or whatever. What's that agency? The ATF. The ATF. Okay. Well, I they put out a report saying three years in a row Netflix was the top streamer or the top uh, program that depicted smoking. So I was like, see, that, that's what I feel like brought so much stuff out in this time. I, I just. 
Yeah, I have. Yeah, it goes back to the talk that we always have about personal responsibility. Exactly. It's it's the ATF or whoever. I'm not going to call out the ATF. Just whoever you know comes out with these things like these these studies or whatever. Guys, watching a movie where there's action and gunfire and things blowing up doesn't make normal people go shoot people. Exactly. Watching someone smoke on television doesn't make you go buy cigarettes and smoke nor does listening to rap music make you want to go commit crimes and rape people this is ridiculous to blame creators and blame creative storytelling on the fact that you can't take personal responsibility for your own actions or parents can't guide their children in the right direction by i watched all this stuff growing up Mm -hmm. it was rampant throughout the time that i grew up smoking violence you know guns action uh, war movies all that i didn't go kill anybody i've never touched a cigarette a day in my life i can't stand cigarettes and smoking I, i mean i listen to rap music i listen to all kinds of music exactly. i'm not out there committing crimes or hate women exactly. it's you know why because my mom would have beat my ass exactly. my mom taught me right from wrong exactly. it goes to personal responsibility yeah. and jesus like riley said if you're if you're a responsible parent and you don't want your child to watch something that you think promotes smoking then don't let him watch exactly but I mean, it goes back to i and i'm bringing up this or my thought process in my head right now cheers fans right it's not like all these huge cheers fans are just going and hanging out in a bar every single day after work right and getting drunk as fuck until closing time yep like it's exactly right it's ridiculous man it truly is i mean that's a that's a great point though yeah i mean did did watching cheers make you want to go to where everybody screamed your name when you walked into a bar no 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 i don't want to be at a bar so much that people scream my name when i walk in i mean come on exactly it's just be recognized by that oh no it's ridiculous so netflix don't don't bow to it man just that that's my advice don't bow to it don't don't hinder these creators because of people who can't you know take personal responsibility exactly exactly well in this next one like we said at the top of the show they are also easing off of their creative liberties and how much they're spending on their original programs because they they use an example ben affleck's triple frontier mm-hmm. i guess that they completely took a bath on and did right. not do well so they're they're going to be a little bit more um Tentious and like afraid of spending money. I guess. Well, and now see, this is the perfect example of what Amazon and Jennifer Selke should be paying attention to. Exactly. At least Reed and Ted are smart enough to go. Well, maybe we shouldn't spend obscene amounts of money. Maybe we should slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where it just seems like Amazon is like, "Fuck it, we've taken a bath on several things. Let's spend more money yeah. on bigger stuff." Uh, wait a minute. Right. So at least Netflix on 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 is paying attention, going maybe right. we should slow down a little bit. Maybe we should maybe yeah. rethink these a yeah. little bit. Which I mean, we were talking about earlier could hurt bigger productions like Bright and like things with bigger actors and bigger production companies, but will also help indie filmmakers. Absolutely, at creators for indie projects. Are, are going to benefit from this, yep. I think, because that's the avenue that they're going to turn yep. to find original content. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it just makes sense. You look at something like Bright and you look at something like Triple Frontier, huge amounts of money, mm-hmm. but generally panned. Yeah. 
Exactly. And then you look at Roma, mm-hmm. which if you look at Roma's budget compared to Triple Frontier or Bright or yeah. any minimal to none, yeah. and yet competed for the Oscars. Exactly. And I mean, somebody in Netflix has got to go, mm-hmm, wait a minute, indie, low budget, mm-hmm. or moderately budget projects exactly. get recognition at the Academy Awards, big, huge blockbusters mm-hmm. tend to lose money and don't. So which way would you go? I exactly, mean... Exactly, exactly. Plus, they can take credit for all these rising stars that will turn out one day being huge, like in the bigger productions. They right. don't need to be paying scenes amount of money to a Will Smith or a Ben Affleck. It's just all these different actors that re- require and deserve that much money, but Agreed. Netflix doesn't need to be paying all that out right now since they're losing all that <coughs> content because we know that they haven't made a profit in a while. No, they haven't. And here's the thing. House of Cards, I feel like they captured lightning in a bottle there, and I yeah. feel like they've been trying to live up to that ever since. Yeah. And you you can't. Yeah. That was, I feel, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. But what I think that House of Cards did really well is back when Eisner did it with Disney. Yeah. I mean, while it did have Robin Wright and Kevin Spacey and all these people, they weren't exactly riding high at the box office at or, or at the time. Yeah. And while they did have David Fincher attached to to direct and bring it to, you know, and Bo Williams and all that, they were names, but they weren't knocking it out of the right. park at any means. So they they resurged their careers, exactly. if you will. And like I said, they, they caught lightning in a bottle, much like Eisner did when he created Touchstone and, and took stars that were – kind of still a name but not really where they were and brought them back up well i think that's still like you just said a smart thing for netflix to do take some lower stars Mm -hmm. take some stars that aren't quite where they were give them a series make something good with a moderate budget and i bet you knock it out of the park exactly you know i I I mean i liken it to stranger things no one really knew who those kids were no of course not now they're like on top of the world exploding going into movies and different tv projects honestly i didn't know who david harbour was before stranger things well now he's the new hellboy well and i gotta tell you how many people of your generation knew who winona Ryder was i mean sure but see you say jeepers creepers everybody my age goes beetlejuice and heathers and you you know and so i mean she was a a great example of somebody that was riding high a few years back and then wasn't yeah but I, I just feel like, is she the one that got caught shopping? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, see? Uh, right? That's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Had kind of hit a little low. Yeah. And, and look what Stranger Things has done. That's where I think you need to go with, you know, I mean, what had Robin Wright done since Forrest Gump? Exactly. Honestly. Yeah. And then, boom, yeah. with House of Cards. So, I'm just saying, if Netflix was, I think this is a the right move by netflix yeah. spend a little bit less money maybe pick up a little lo- lower names or even no names and original creators and boom i think yeah. you that's what made you great in the first place exactly doing things that other people weren't doing agreed. don't try to do things that everybody else is doing agreed. do what you always did agreed agreed stick to the tradition and stick to work moving forward to what is 
the ever-evolving industry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they were innovators, exactly. and now they're copying. Exactly. I think that they're so scared about Disney yeah. that they're trying to, like, you know, emulate and or keep up. Agreed. Just do what you always did and Agreed. be an innovator. There's a reason why Disney and all these other studios are now trying to get into streaming yeah. because they're trying to copy you. Exactly. Don't become where you copy them. Exactly. I mean, stay a leader. That's all I can say. Agreed. Stay a leader. Agreed. And you know who is not a leader? This one. Movie Pass. Movie Pass is far behind. I can't believe people still have this subscription. But if you still do, and if you saw on Twitter on July 4th, Independence Day, that their service went out of commission and will be out of commission for the next several weeks, then the service provider saying it needs to fix its technical issues and needs work to finish the new version of the app. Whatever. There are also problems that hint that the money losing movie pass is running low on funds no shit yeah it's only <laughs> 225,000 subscribers now so exactly. no shit it's losing yeah, money compared to last year a year and a half ago to 3 million right so all those right. people were like fuck this look the fact is it was a great idea it was and it was executed poorly it was, it was executed on a level of of just absolute destruction yeah i mean they 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 hit the self-destruct button from the moment they started because exactly. they didn't have a clue how to do it no so but the good news for everybody and we've seen it with amc recently yep, you yep. know and and even cinemark and everything the good news is is that it was a brilliant idea mm -hmm. and now it looks like there are people who who are trying to do it right exactly speaking of speaking of regal cinemas yes it just announced that their new unlimited movie ticket, yes, I did say unlimited, what MoviePass promised but didn't deliver on. Mm -hmm. Unlimited movie ticket subscription service is going to launch at the end of this month, at the end of July. Um, and this is where they're going to get it right, guys. There's going to be three tiers of pricing, $18, $21, or $24 mm -hmm. a month. Um, each granting you access to unlimited tickets. So don't feel like if you buy the $18 subscription every month, you're not going to get unlimited or you can only see so many per. Right. That's not true. Each one of these subscriptions will be unlimited amount of movies per month. Now, how it's going to be based is why they have three different tiers is the $24 one is going to give you access to every Regal Theater anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. The mid-price one, the $21 one, will give you for the majority of the country, but not the huge markets like L.A. and yeah. New York, different things. And then the $18 subscription price will generally be in your local markets where maybe you have one theater. You don't have a whole lot of you know right. different things going on. Now, if you do go with the $18 one and you do live in an area where it's not a huge market, maybe you only do have one or two theaters or whatever, and say you're traveling, say like you go on vacation, you live in wherever, Charlotte, mm -hmm. and you go to on vacation to LA, you can still use that subscription to get your tickets in LA. You'll just have to pay a surcharge and they're thinking it's going to be somewhere around 2 or $3. Yeah, and that's fine. That, like <clears throat> I'm completely fine with paying $18, $21, or $24 for this type of subscription subscription service if it is unlimited for people to go see whenever they want it right and that makes sense because there are going to be people who don't want to go see a movie every day yeah and that's the 18 dollar plan exactly so and then there are going to be people like us who would absolutely go see every new movie every day that came out yep. 
Um, and that's okay for $24. Exactly. Now, you know, since our move, we're in LA now, which is one of the major markets, and ours would be $24 a month. Yeah. But if you guys aren't familiar, our, our matinee tickets are like $16. Exactly. So if we were to see a movie every day, $16 a pop, yeah. you you look at it, $24 is a freaking bargain. Exactly. Uh, I'll pay $24 a <laughs> month in a heartbeat for that. Exactly. But see, that's where they're going to be smart because people in these big markets will all sign up for that $24. Exactly. And then, plus also, I should mention that this was the worry of all these people, and I guess MoviePass just didn't get it right. People in the huge markets like New York and L.A., mm-hmm. they're, while they'll be paying the $24, they're not going to go see movies every day. Exactly. Every day. You know why? Because in these large markets, they have other things to do. Exactly. So that's where MoviePass couldn't get it right. Yeah. Like They were doing the nine ninety nine just standard price for everybody, and then, of course, there were markets where people had nothing else to do, so they were going to see multiple movies every day. Yep. Henceforth losing money exactly but see this three tier i think it i think it's going to be brilliant and i think it's going to work agreed finally someone is at least trying to get it right yeah like we said with uh amc and now regal at least trying to make a step forward to getting it right and hopefully finally putting a nail in the coffin to movie pass and yes for real right and and please movie pass films or whatever where they were financing films or whatever just no. no, they every one that they did was awful. I think they only did three. The only purpose they did it for was to try to drive people with Movie Pass to go to the theaters movies, and see yeah. their movies. It was just yeah, just end, put a nail in it, in the coffin, like JLo said, end it, put it out of its misery. <coughs> Excuse me, anybody who's been listening to us all week knows I got a cold. So, <laughs> um, what I should say though is I hope that Regal and even AMC will also do though one suggestion that was floated out there for Movie Pass, and I don't think it's a bad idea, and that's partnering with local restaurants for for this to help defer some of the cost. Yeah. Look, guys, it works for sporting events. How many times have you gone to a baseball game or a basketball game and it's oh if they hit a home run this many times or if they make this many you know baskets you bring your ticket stub and we'll give you a exactly. free pizza. Guys, it works. Exactly. So if you partner with some of these restaurants, local restaurants, and you say, hey, if you go see this movie and you come in afterwards with your ticket stub, we'll give you, you know, a free meal. Exactly. Because, guys, when you get that free meal, they're going to buy other stuff other than that free meal, exactly. which in turn is where that restaurant will be able to provide you extra funds for the exactly. movie ticket that you just gave away. It, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just going to throw that out there. If you need some help with that, call me and J-Lo. We can help you. Exactly, exactly. We're expecting that 10%. Though. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> I mean, saying. some things just make sense. Exactly. I mean. Agreed, agreed. Well, I mean, <laughs> Uh, a movie about a shady fellow can only mean shady people are behind it, right? Yeah. <laughs> a Wolf of Wall Street producer, Riza Azid, uh, and the stepson of Malaysia's former prime minister, pled guilty, or not guilty, on Friday for money laundering $248 million. Whew, buddy. Uh, from a state investment fund, becoming the third person in his family to be charged in the 1MDB scandal. This is super crazy, and apparently some of these funds were also funds that made Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I believe that, because he, as a producer, he was responsible for some of the funding. And uh, well, Yeah, because it was went through the red granite pictures in sync right here. Yeah, it's so, I mean, crazy, and, and it, there you go, and... 
guys, it, it's eventually you're going to get caught. Exactly. I don't, especially, I don't understand these idiots who are in the limelight, yeah. who are in the public, yeah. who think they can get away with these type crimes. Exactly. You're not some little bookworm that nobody no. gives a shit about, that nobody's no. ever heard of for. You're a film producer in Hollywood. I mean, and your dad was the prime minister of a fucking co- You're in the limelight, exactly. guys. It's How do you so think crazy. you're going to hide this shit? Yeah. I mean, come on. I know. I know. It's so crazy. Apparently, they had multiple Swiss bank accounts that were they were transferring funds to and it's just crazy because I hope that uh, it doesn't leave a black mark on Leo or Martin Scorsese especially Martin Scorsese since he was more on the producing and directing side of it so I mean it would make sense if he kind of knew about the funds but hopefully not I think though really I mean Unfortunately, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I mean, I just feel like if you're in that position as a director or the talent, you don't really care where the money's <laughs> yeah. coming from as long as it's funded and yeah. you get paid. It's not your yeah, job right. to know where the money yeah. gets. So, I mean, I feel like they just look the other way. Like, yeah. uh, I heard some rumors, yeah. but I don't know. I got my paycheck. Right. So, I mean. And it makes me question because, I mean, I don't know a lot about it. So, could the government come after Scorsese or leonardo to ask for that money back you know i they can go definitely after the producers well, yeah. um especially if if the production company and the studio knew yeah um but no i don't think they can come after the individual players yeah. i i don't think so yeah. i mean that's if that money went through the pay and then they paid taxes on it right, and it's good right. i mean they weren't aware that it was stolen yeah, money or laundered exactly. money so exactly. you know they did their part so yeah, yeah no it's just super crazy how <laughs> it was about a shady movie and there were shady individuals behind it it's like damn yeah and especially like you said when you're such a hope high profile figure you're the son of yeah all the prime that. minister yeah. yeah like what are you thinking man just know. it just really comes down to that's uh, all i can say is entitled spoiled yeah. you know i mean come on yeah they just think they can get away with it because exactly. of who they are yeah i mean that's, i mean some people think they're money hungry well yeah. i mean greed man right <laughs> it's supposed to be yeah i mean that makes sense in our next topic on the podcast mm. uh, kevin spacey's nantucket accuser drops the civil suit but the criminal charges remain now this is about the groping in the bar right 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 so I'm, hmm was this guy just after the money i and... um yeah because he he dropped the suit I mean, damn near right after he filed it. Yeah. Um, he cannot refile the civil suit. Yeah. That was part of the agreement. Um, and while they're not releasing details, they're, that, yeah, that's, they're being pretty hush hush. Yeah, about it, there's only that. two reasons that anybody would drop the suit as quickly as he dropped it, and that would be he settled. Yeah. Or the prosecutors gave him an ultimatum about you. You can only do one or the other, criminal or civil, because one way or the other is going to hurt the other case, you know, and so mm, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, would you be surprised in a couple months or a couple weeks if the criminal charges got dropped? No, I wouldn't be surprised at all, because if it definitely comes out that it was a payment, like a settlement arrangement, remember Spacey's attorneys have been claiming since day one that the guy was after money. Yeah. So if he settled in the civil suit, I would think his criminal attorneys have a valid point that yeah. he was after some money. And mm-hmm. I feel like the prosecution would be in trouble mm-hmm. moving forward in that case. So that's super crazy. I mean, now 
we should say, if that is proven to be the case, you know, because it, it is alleged, after all, we don't know. Right. But even if this turns out to be this kid was after some money, mm-hmm. he's also been accused, like, by numerous other people. In fact, just voluntarily submitted to questioning from Scotland Yard mm. um, on other. So. Yeah. Let's not go out there and say that Kevin Spacey's a stellar human being that hasn't done anything wrong. Right. We don't know. He's been accused multiple times, not just by this person. Exactly. Exactly. But, <laughs> like that dude from uh, Rent. Yes. That dude from Rent. Right. Mm-hmm. But that said, if this kid did do this, it hurts all the valid claims right. trying to go after Spacey exactly. because then you have to start questioning. Exactly. I mean, and it brings up reasonable doubt, which we all know in our justice system. That's all you need, reasonable doubt. Exactly. So exactly. I don't know. It, it, it we'll, we'll keep following it for sure. Yeah. And well, I just mm, – I know. Mm. I mean, keeping with the justice system, uh, SAG-AFTRA is doing some stuff, found an actor, Kip Purdue, guilty of misconduct. And find him six thousand dollars for sexually harassing actress Sarah Scott last year. Now this is a crazy story. You know yeah. more about it than I yeah. do. Yeah, Kip Pardue, if you guys don't remember, uh remember the Titans. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. he's from Remember the Titans, um look him up, you'll know right away who he is. Yeah. Um that's probably his most famous role. He's been in some other stuff too, but that's probably his most famous role. Um apparently he was um filming a pilot episode for a TV show. Um with the, with this actress and they were going to have a love scene and apparently while under the sheets waiting for the film filming of the scene to start he was aroused um and then took her hand and placed it on his hardened penis mm. um and then after the scene was done uh asked her to come to the dressing room and then masturbated in front of her um so she reported it immediately Mm -hmm. uh to SAG-AFTRA they said that while they were sympathetic this is from her now from her words while they were sympathetic they didn't seem to move very quickly on the situation at the time that she reported it and this was last year guys this incident happened in 2018 oh wow he's in runaways too yeah shit yeah wow yeah Mm. No, it's like so. This is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Definitely. Now, he apologized. He yeah. admitted to the hand on the groin thing. He still adamantly denies that he masturbated in front of her. Now, here's here's my thing. SAG after <laughs> after acting slowly, that according to Sarah Scott, mm-hmm. um, did conduct an investigation and found that Pardue was guilty of serious misconduct in violation of the SAG-AFTRA Constitution and censures and admonishes him for his inappropriate and unprofessional conduct. Now, in all those really harsh, mean words, basically what they did is they fined him $6,000 and then, this is this is the ridiculous, if he agreed to watch a sexual harassment video for the workplace, mm-hmm. they were going to knock that fine down to $3,000. Now, can he be accepted back into SAG? I, I think with a, yeah, because they admonished him and fined him. They didn't say anything in this letter oh, to wow. her. By the way, this all comes from SAG refused to comment publicly, but yeah. they did send Sarah a letter to which she released to the LA oh, Times. 
times, and that's where all this information is coming from. Mm. But it didn't say anywhere in the letter that he was being kicked out of the union or removed from the union, just admonished and fined. Yeah. So, in my opinion, especially, yeah, that it's a huge. It's supposed to be a huge safe place for all these working actors. Like they're supposed to protect these people. So, in my opinion, they should just completely kick him out. And not let him back in. Fine him however much and not let him back in. If he wanted to work, he would have to do it on non-union projects. Well, and I mean, I feel like it it was only 2018. So I feel like she's got recourse too. I mean, file a sexual harassment suit against the studio, against him, and take it legally. I know that SAG-AFTRA has made this fine or, you know, their finding or whatever. But do it Go after it. Exactly. Like, you know, um, it seems like a lot of these allegations never get followed up with legal action. I don't understand why we don't see more of that. No, I mean, look, Michael Weatherly, yeah, CBS got sued, exactly. Michael Weatherly, and uh, that worked out. Yeah. So I, I'm just saying, if if he indeed did do that, if he did, ind- which apparently he at least part of it was true. Yeah. But if, and I feel like if she said that and he admitted to that, then why wouldn't we believe that the masturbation part was true. Exactly. If that is true, file that suit and make somebody responsible for it. Because him watching a little workplace video and paying $3,000 is not going to stop that type yeah. behavior. Um, exactly. So, again, we want to reiterate. We said this last week. Bill Cosby is the only person convicted and in jail at this moment Mm -hmm. if we want this type behavior to stop we have got to impose punishments that fit the crime and that will detour people from doing it again and a three thousand dollar fine and watching a video does not seem like a harsh enough thing for me to think that it would prohibit somebody else from trying to do it again i mean that that's it's it's ridiculous man I, I feel like there definitely needs to be more action and less talking to the trades yeah and just it goes again back to what we were talking about earlier with personal responsibility yeah who raised you man who exactly. taught you right from wrong? look we we poke fun at this all the time about sex scenes in films and how can you not get aroused or how can you not you, you know Look, bro, you you pop a Woody under the sheets because she's an attractive woman and you're about to do a love scene. That's a normal reaction, man. Right. Grabbing her hand and putting it on your dick, not a normal no, reaction. That's not okay. Masturbating in front of her in your dressing room afterwards is not okay, bro. No. That's not natural. It's not normal. It's it's nothing about it is right. And it goes back to the personal responsibility. Exactly. If you got aroused in the scene, you should have excused yourself from the set, exactly. taken care of yourself, exactly. done whatever you had to do, and then moved on. That would have been exactly. the right thing to do because that's what normal people would exactly. do. Like, it just uh, there's no responsibility. Everybody no. thinks that they can just do what they want, and then if they get caught, it's like, oh well, yeah. I thought this. I, no, no, exactly. you got to get punished for. It. You got to take responsibility for it, man. Exactly. Normal people don't do that shit. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh goodness well let's get off of that crazy bullshit and let's get on to something that uh, might be changing with the times and he's changing with it quentin tarantino is seriously thinking about retiring with his ninth film once upon a time in hollywood he said in a statement he just doesn't think he has any anything left to give to the cinematic movie world for theatrical movies 
Now, he said he would still write, like, film books, and he wanted to start writing for the theater, but he, he still wants to be creative, but he thinks he's given all he can give to blockbuster movies that come out cinematically. Yeah, I, first of all, let me just say, I love the idea of him writing theater. Yeah. If this guy's going to start producing right. and directing theatrical yeah. uh, work, I mean, can you see somebody on stage with Tarantino's, like, oh just God. crazy I dialogue and, and, like, intense? Exactly. Oh, my God, I think I, it would be brilliant. Yeah. I, I think it would be absolutely brilliant. And he could have a whole new career. Agreed. I mean, he could just, you know, move into theater, buddy, I'm thinking. So, but I, I get it. I mean, he, he's always been... And one of those puts everything into a film that he makes yeah all of them have had controversy <laughs> all of them you know i could see where it's emotionally draining and maybe yeah. he feels like he's he's come but i don't buy that this will be his last film because anybody who's been paying attention we've all know he's doing a star trek film it's been greenlit and is going into production exactly. so wouldn't that be his exactly. last film i mean and it w and by the way it did get greenlit rated r mm. they did approve wow. his rated r yeah. star tech star trek script so i mean that's going to be just a whole new ball game there yeah. as far as star trek goes but so last film eh, i'm not buying it but you know i think star trek maybe will be the last yeah. film and then I mean, he's always said 10 10's the number 10 and star trek would be the 10th exactly so um but man yeah quentin do do theater bro yeah that would be, be it would be epic yeah, and i get, to get so much one-on-one -on -one time because you're on a set and there's like hundreds of people around you so sometimes you can't personally connect with the actor and give them exactly what you're thinking but theatrically like y'all could talk for hours about the character break down every single detail it would be absolutely phenomenal to go see one of those well and i gotta tell you from a-listers down to nobody up and comers i got to imagine that the list of performers and talent that would want to perform a tarantino play right would be huge yeah, agreed. i mean would be huge agreed. so and i even i saw brad pitt came out and said he's serious like this might be his last one so, yeah i mean we'll see we'll see and like it'll be interesting like you said with the star trek movie what if he just steps back into a producer role i mean maybe and just screenwriter and yeah. producer instead of directing it yeah i mean it's possible i do like too that he said write film books because yeah. clearly and if you just listen to the recent interviews for once upon a time in hollywood he talks about the the stars of that era and yeah. the films of that era that inspired this film right and you could just tell that he has a love for film exactly. and for the industry and from where it came from. So the idea of writing books about the industry, mm -hmm. um, be it instructional books and or just books about the industry, you know, uh, novel type books, I think both would be brilliant. Agreed. I'd love to hear his thoughts on yeah, yeah, I mean, keep in mind, guys, if you don't know, this is a guy who basically busted into a Hollywood party to, to get, you know, to make his move. Because, I mean, it, you got to have some passion and, yeah. and balls to bust yeah. into a Hollywood movie and start shit, you yeah. know. Um, he's, yeah, I, I, I just, I would like to see him end on a high note. If this isn't, if he is indeed burnt out, go out because you don't want to, like, stay yeah, in too long exactly. after you're burnt out. Exactly. So go out if you are indeed burnt out. Move on to the theater and the books and... Exactly. Boom. Exactly. Exactly. 
Well, if you are on the West Coast or in the L.A. area, you know this past week has been fucking <laughs> crazy. Oh, man. We've experienced something that we've checked off the bucket list. All these fucking earthquakes. Yeah, man. buddy. It's super crazy. It's caused, like, Disneyland Six Flags. And you said another one. Oh, right? uh, yeah. Knott's Berry Farm. Knott's yeah. Knott's Berry Farm to shut down rides and to shut down events to make in movie theaters to evacuate but the Dodgers played on. And the Dodgers the played one, yeah. on, and then whoever was performing at the Hollywood Bowl that night, and yeah, I can't remember who it was, they the played thing. on, like, you know. Guys, 7.1. Yeah, it was the big All right? One. Like, a 7.1. That's that's major. Yeah. That, that's, that's a the biggie. First, the first night with with the Dodgers, that one was like a 6.4, but that's still the highest they've seen in, like, what, 20 years? Yeah, yeah. And then it had an after of, like, a 5-something, and then, yeah, the biggie, the 7.1. It's been happening every day. Yeah, they, Morning, literally, night, like... literally thousands of earthquakes have been happening since that initial earthquake on, on July 4th. Yeah. Um, you know, aftershocks, obviously, and they've been ranging anywhere from 2.0 up to, you know, the 7.1, but right. literally thousands Thousands of them every day. Like, and here's the scary part for anybody who's living out here. There's a huge chance, apparently, that another significantly large, seven or higher, is going to happen again this coming week. Yeah. So, Mm. guys, if you live in this area, get your kits. Yeah, get your kits. Get prepared. Stay safe. Like, be in a safe spot. But it's so hard, like... To figure out when that's going to happen, because what we were look, looking at that app, it was like, what, 48 seconds right. to be prepared? Right. That's insane. Yeah, and, and that's after it's already struck. Yeah. Like, like they can they get the warning, you know, they get the fact, okay, one just happened, but they can't predict it until it happens, and yeah. then you've got literally, like Jayla said, 40-something seconds yeah. from the time it happens to the time you're going to feel it. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do in 40 years? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, you know. Not shit. No, uh, no. So just be prepared. Be safe. Yeah, seriously. And, uh, yeah, our hearts go out to all the people at the epicenter, man, because yeah. those people have just been dealing with it, exactly. man. For... Exactly. Woo. And, I mean, sticking with the earthquakes, that's our top five. Top five places you don't want to be when an earthquake happens. Um, just off the top of my head, at the top of a roller coaster, <laughs> in a pool. Um, on the ground floor anywhere, um, on the top of the Hollywood Hill, because that would be fucking. Oh my crazy. god! Yeah, that'd be nuts. And uh, just, um, at a grocery store because you're just trying to get some groceries, get some food, and shit just hits the fan. Yeah, yeah. I would want to gonna... be with people that I knew. I wouldn't want to be with complete strangers. No, no. Okay, I don't want to be. In a car on a bridge. No. Remember the the quake that hit San Francisco during the World Series way back, yeah. and you see all those images of the freaking yeah. bridge. I don't want to be in a car on a bridge. In that same light, I don't want to be on an airplane on the runway oh my God. during an earthquake. Because yeah. you ain't in the air. You ain't safe yet. If you're still on the runway, that's mm, yeah. you don't know where the plane's going exactly. or what's going to happen. So um, exactly. I don't want to be there. Uh me personally, I don't want to be in the shower or the bathtub yeah. when it, when an earthquake hits. Yeah, I experienced that the little aftershock. Yeah, I thought I was dizzy. Yeah, I thought I was dizzy. Mm. It was really weird. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, you're right. I, I don't think that I would want to be hiking anywhere no. on any kind of a mountain or a steep, you know, uh, surface. 
absolutely not um <laughs> it's just super crazy yeah man. no no like, and uh let's see number five where else would i not want to be because <laughs> you've been sound asleep before and then it's woken you up yeah so. yeah i mean i guess where i i would not want to be is ground zero the epicenter oh yeah I mean, that you know, because so can you even imagine you're walking in that spot and the earth just rips apart below you and yeah. shit starts to like, yeah. I can't even. Okay. So wherever you are, exactly. I don't want to be at the epicenter. Or, That's where I don't want to like be. The Grand Canyon or Joshua Tree. Mm. You saw those pictures where yeah. literally like the fucking ground is like split, split apart. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So if you are anywhere near the epicenter and you're just walking along and the ground splits below you like, mm. I don't think I'd want to be anywhere near that. Yeah, it's Mm-mm. super duper crazy, and it was our welcome to LA thing. Like, yeah, it wasn't us. Yeah, we said we were coming out here to shake things up, but that was not us. Was we not we us. did not. By the way, interesting fact: since you know we're ants, we're crazy. Did you know that ants can predict earthquakes before they happen? What the fuck? That's right. Really? They've been studying the behavior of ants, and they've determined that ants do, in fact act in a particular way before an earthquake happens oh man now if they could figure out a way to get that into a warning system you know because i'm not keeping an ant farm everywhere you know but i I mean that's interesting that's crazy i wonder wonder if uh spitzer garrett knows that (coughs) because he he knows a lot about he knows a lot about ants he had that ant farm (laughs) he did so you know i bet spence did know that yeah i I, I bet he did oh man and if not now he does because we know spence listens so you know spencer exactly i was just watching Grey's Anatomy and he popped up in one of the episodes. How, how awesome is it? How can, can I just say, how many times have we said, since we've had the great luxury of meeting Spencer, have we said, I was just watching and there's Spencer. There's Spencer. We've said it so many times I can't even count anymore. He's This man has been in everything. Like I'll tell you two things though that I did watch recently that you need to see him in. And that is... The public mm-hmm. with uh, Emilio Estevez is uh, he wrote and directed that, and it, it's it's a brilliant film. Spence is in that, and it's fantastic. And then, of course, we just talked about the trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's in that, mm-hmm. and if you've seen the first trailer, then you know exactly who Spencer is. Make sure you check both of those out. Uh, I mean, so, and then. I'm sure if you're flipping through channels or watching any you'll old movie, him. you'll see him because exactly. he's in everything. Exactly. So I got to say, I love doing this show because I was even watching Supernatural the other day and fucking Alvin Sanders pops yeah. up. Yeah. I was like, yeah. all right. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how many unbelievably talented people that have agreed to come inside I the crazy know, ant farm the luxury of just having a conversation with with some of the most awesome people Ever. I know. Ever. We got the new Terminator movie coming out with yeah, Billy Ray. Yeah. And he's got the new Comey movie mm. that he's working on. Oh, my gosh. We, Mark one. Valley is kicking ass on the new CBS show, yeah. that treasure show on yeah. CBS. Um, He's dying. Yeah. We should say if anybody's not aware. And we're hoping there's a cure so his character stays around. Exactly. But nice to see him on, on that. I mean, yeah, just it's so awesome. All these people, man. I just so, epic. so unbelievably thankful every day. That we get to do what we do. Yes, seriously. I mean, seriously. seriously. All right, now let's over head over to the box office recap. Last Ooh. week, it's a little interesting. It was a little interesting. We're, we'll get to this week because Spider-Man: Far From Home, is super crazy. It's breaking records. It's doing amazing. Still haven't seen it. We really uh, need to see it. Uh, no but, pun intended. <laughs> amazing. 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 Man. Oh man. But 
Number one last week was Toy Story 4. I predicted around 50 to 60 million. It squeaked right in there with 59.7 million. Uh, number two was Annabelle Far From Home. I predicted 20 to 25 million. It got 20.2 million. Number three was Yesterday. I predicted 15 to 20 million. I pre and then it got 17 million. Number four was Aladdin with around, I predicted, 5 to 10 million, and it got 10.1 million. And number five, I predicted wrong. I wanted it to be Avengers Endgame because I had faith, and like I said before, is if they didn't tell everybody what the extra credit scenes were, they could have worked their way back up into the top five. But since they told people what the extra credit, or what the extra footage was, I feel like less people were going to go see it. Yeah. So I feel like that hurt it a little bit. But Secret Life of Pets was number five with around 7.3 million. Good for y'all. I gotta say, though. I gotta say. I think that. I think that. Because you just said it at the top. The success of Spider-Man this mm -hmm. week um, is going to keep avengers in the top 10 yeah i think you know it might not be able to stay in the top five obviously anymore but i think you're gonna see it hang around for a couple more weeks long Agreed. enough to beat avatar and i think spider-man will have a lot to do with that yeah I agree. so because they'll want to go back and see like what's happening right because spider-man if for anybody who doesn't know and who if you're like us and haven't seen it yet which what the hell's wrong with you right and us, and us. uh it it's hugely involves what happened in endgame yeah. and Iron Man and Tony Stark and and uh, so I I just feel like yeah that's gonna redirect people back agreed. to Endgame so agreed agreed like I said new movies coming out this week Spider Man Far From Home I'm predicting around seventy to eighty million at Midsummer with around five to ten million I don't think that'll break into the top five but movies that are already out that you can still go see Avengers Endgame Toy Story four Aladdin Secret Life of Pets two Men in Black International rocket man john wick three child's play yesterday and annabelle comes home yeah mm. yeah There's now now i'm gonna say i saw yesterday yeah phenomenal i yeah, can see why this good. thing is hanging around in the in in the top five yeah and i did see some numbers i didn't see box office you know we're gonna wait to see how you do to get the final right. numbers um you're pretty good though you've been pretty good the past I, I but i did see that yesterday has only dropped off but in 37%. Yeah. It's got some legs. It yeah. seems to be hanging, which makes sense to me because if you, if you haven't seen it, it's a brilliant movie. Go Agreed. see it. And this number should come as no surprise, and it's going to increase even more when Jungle Book opens. I mean, uh, Lion King opens. But as of right now, this week, and that's not including this week's numbers yet but going into this disney <laughs> has accounted for 40 percent of all of the box office revenue Damn. of 2019 wow. so far wow 40 percent that's crazy one studio has almost half of all the money made yeah. in 2019 damn so and like i said when lion king comes out it's probably going to go above 50 percent exactly. of all of the money made exactly. and think about how many that that leaves what the other four studios yeah. clamoring to try to exactly. come up with the rest of it yeah, i can't wait for mulan they dropped a teaser trailer oh did one. you watch it yeah, oh my god badass. I, you know i saw some people again goes back to what we were talking about at the top of the show 
everybody has to fucking hate on something, something. which but it didn't have music it didn't have music yeah. i didn't have it like it's, it's one trailer a it's a teaser yeah. but i loved it I because too. i'm anybody who knows me or has known me for a long time i'm so into ancient japan mm-hmm. and that and that whole history and this film is beautiful yeah. it, you're gonna i mean it was so incredible to look at just this teaser trailer i didn't care if it didn't have the music or right. the characters or all i saw was the costuming and the makeup and the 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 cinematography and the and the, and the locations and i'm thinking oh shit yeah i love it already exactly. so yeah it's gonna be huge huge <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden i got little cam's hiccups what the fuck uh, <laughs> it's gonna be Huge, (laughs) but number one, of course, is going to be Spider-Man: Far From Home this week. I'm predicted around seventy to eighty million. Number two, I think is seventy or eighty for the three day, or you do okay. So, what do you think its total is going to be? Because it, like you said at the top of the box office segment, it was breaking records on on July Fourth of July and stuff. I'm thinking because it opened on Tuesday. I around i'm gonna give a wide range around 160 to 180 yeah yeah so yeah yeah because i mean it it shattered records on tuesday it shattered records on the fourth of july so i feel like the first three days going into the weekend should have been pretty good so i don't know agreed agreed uh number three i think will be yesterday yet again because i think like you said it has some legs and it will overcome annabelle i think with around five to ten million but i also think annabelle will come in around that same range with five to ten million mm. into if this helps get people there there is a surprise in yesterday mm. oh shit yeah there is a surprise yeah. and it's not the two feet with james corden that's yeah. all i'm saying that there's a surprise worth seeing the movie for yeah. that's all i'm saying oh man oh, that's all man. i'm saying and number five i think will be aladdin with around five to ten million a three four and five they're going to be really close but i honestly feel like yesterday will be the head of that pack yeah, yeah. and and disney just while spider-man technically a sony film it is in the marvel cinematic yeah. universe so disney's still racking up all the merchandising and all exactly. that kind of shit they're just killing it man yeah. they are killing it exactly exactly because you know they're getting all that all the funkos and all the oh, jackets, yeah air, air, all yeah shit. yeah and the and the bump in Endgame. Exactly. I mean, exactly. and then thing and then, another week and a half. Got Lion King. Uh, you will have Lion King, Toy Story, Endgame, and Spidey all in the theaters at the same time. And Aladdin. And Aladdin. <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, is uh, can anybody compete with the Mouse House right now? <laughs> no, right no. Now. no. Right I mean, now. it's insane. They're gonna have five out of the top ten movies. Like, it's, it's oh my like gosh! I can't even fathom to how Bob Iger's feeling right now. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. Exactly. Michael Eisner's feeling really good. Hell All yeah. the stockholders are feeling really good. I would have to imagine. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Well, now it's time to transition into our IMDb Pro Top Trenders. Oh, man. By no surprise, the number one movie is Toy Story 4. Now, I think that might get knocked off next week with Spider-Man. I think so, too. Yeah. And the number one top trending show is Dark, Netflix's original series, Dark. And I think this one's going to get knocked off by Stranger Things next weekend. because It would make sense. People have been just chilling at home binge watching those eight episodes it's 
been fantastic. Yeah. And the star meters change every Monday, guys. Yes. And if you had the app, mm -hmm. you, you would, would you would know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's right. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I would I wholeheartedly agree with J Lo. I think come tomorrow morning, you're going to see a change in the top of the meters. Um, what a fantastic app. I know, right? You know, guys, we talk about all this, and JLo gives the, the numbers for who's trending, and, and we're going to keep going with the, with the stars and stuff, but you can track it, too. Exactly. You, with this app, you can track your movies, your, your stars, exactly. news. You can track us. Mm -hmm. You can track... We were up, by the way. We were up on the Star Meter, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys, because that's because of y'all. Um, it's an amazing app. Get the app, and you guys will see what we're talking about. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And the number one trending star for the second straight week is G Jima Archerton, who is in that murder mystery movie. With yeah, Adam we, yeah. I feel like that'll change tomorrow too, Agreed. right? Agreed. Somebody from Spider Man, come on. Yes, you would think, right? Or Tom Holland, or yeah, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal, like somebody. you would, you would he's think. He's going a little crazy with his press tour. I don't know if you've seen. He's getting really into it, or he just really needs a break or some shit. He's acting a little. Probably wild. both. Yeah. <laughs> Probably both. I mean, I I love that he's part of the MCU now. Me too. You know, I I do I do love that. Yeah. So okay, I mean, he's well deserved. He's a great actor. He's deserved it. I mean, I've loved him since freaking Donnie Darko. So I mean, yeah. you know, he almost had the original Spider-Man role. Really? Wow. Instead Over of it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. She learned something new every single day from this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But now let's transition into some music. Now, this one's going to go pretty quick because we got a lot of repeaters. Uh, the top vinyl album sales, it goes to the Raconters, Help Us Stranger. That's their album that they just got out. Uh, they also got top digital album sales. They also got the Artist of the Week. And they also have the Billboard Top 200 Albums with their album Help Us Stranger. Now, well, damn. Yeah, I know. They're just killing it. And the top radio song goes to Khaled's Talks. It's been there for three or four straight weeks. And now let's close it out with the top streaming song, the top digital album sales, the top streaming album sales and the hot 100 little nas x old town road 13 weeks at number one and also 13 weeks in these some of these other spots but he is honestly just killing it and i feel like he's had a little bit more of a resurgence and a little bit more legs since he came out as homosexual yeah a lot of people are backing him and supporting him and which is just phenomenal i'm glad that He's not getting backlash for being black and Little Mermaid, right? Honestly. Right. I mean, you know, or or in this case, you know, rapper, yeah. but gay. Exactly. Like as as if you can't be a rapper if you're a homosexual. Exactly. Like I mean, come on. Exactly. So good. I'm glad that it hasn't been that way. But I'll tell you what I'm really excited about is Ed Sheeran's new collaboration too, album, man. right? Me too. I think that might be on your list next week. Yeah. I'm just saying because he released two songs off of it. Yeah. I man, the Bruno Mars and Chris Stapleton I one. Know, I love that. I love that. I think I'm gonna review it on Fantastic Reviews. Yeah, dude, honestly. that song kicked ass. It did. It's it's like rock slash almost metal. I, I mean, it it was like hardcore. Yeah. I, I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. But then it was awesome. I it know. was awesome. Yeah, he's releasing a lot of them. I'm really excited to see what this collaborative album brings to the table because. It's something that we haven't seen from Ed Sheeran. I mean, we've seen him dabble a little bit in 
in rap and dabble a little bit in other stuff, but a whole album about it, like, that just shows he's just loving what he's doing. Absolutely. He's just having fun. Absolutely. And speaking of having fun, another reason to go see Yesterday, there's a little sequence that talks about Ed's dabble into rap. Yeah. He's in it, by the way, if you guys yeah. didn't know, and he's a, he's one of the main characters in it, yeah. and he's hilarious, and he really pokes fun at himself yeah. throughout, but yeah, it's... Go see it. Go yeah. see it. Ed Sheeran for alone. It, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. So good. I need to watch it, honestly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. We appreciate you guys. Make sure to follow us on social media at Crazy Ant Media on all social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, all those fantastic places. Make sure to follow us personally, myself, at Fantastic and Crazy Ant Guy 1970. Yes, that is right. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on any major podcast platforms, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> Google Play Music, Anchor, all those good I'm blaming places. that cough on you. You made me laugh. I you did, brought it on, I man. Did, I was I doing did, so good there. And I'm back at it with fantastic reviews. Make sure to listen to that. I came out with a Stranger Things episode. It's spoiler-filled, so don't get mad. Just get glad. Get happy. If you want a spoiler-free <laughs> review, make sure to go over to my Instagram page because that's where the spoiler-free one is. Like I said, the podcast is spoiler-filled. And make sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can also go over to our Visual Societies page, where we're selling our canvases, our photography prints. We're putting up all amazing things. All of us have been all over the country. Tavia goes to Colorado all the time, so you know she's getting some great mountain pics. Oh, yeah. We're here in California now. We've been to Santa Fe, Atlanta, New Mexico, all those places. And we've NYC, yeah. NYC, so many. North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Like, literally all over the country, capturing some fantastic moments. And you are available to purchase them now. It's so freaking fantastic. And we also have our Spreadshirt website. That you can go and purchase some crazy gear, hoodies, tank tops. We have uh, beach bags on there, hats, so much stuff. It's so phenomenal. Links on our website, Crazy Ant Media. Make sure to go visit all that. And one more thing. Oprah! Oprah!